0: This insert is brought to you by Radio K-Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.
1: Good evening, listeners. What a joy to be with you again. And we're still in Women's Month. Mm. And this is the month, yes, and a man saying, hmm. Yeah,
2: I love the woman in my life.
1: (laughs) Well, I'm grateful. (laughs) And uh, so we're still talking about Specifically two women and women struggling with addictions or people that can share their experiences with us and then the main theme of this month is women's challenges and God's faithfulness and that is such a joy today to talk to Jamie De today welcome Jamie hi thank you so much <laughs> yeah we're so happy to talk to you on the program today I'm um, Jamie. Oh, Thank you Jamie So Jamie's not been in recovery for a long time So thank you Jamie For being willing to share your story Even though it's a, it still might be a bit raw And very fresh in your mind And uh, yeah So tell us a little bit about your life Any place where you want to start
0: um, So I guess I'll start At the beginning um,
1: That's a good place <laughs>
0: Yes,
1: obviously <laughs> Yes
0: um, since I was 14 to the age of 16, I started getting the wrong friends and so on. And I obviously rebelled against my parents. We we lived in a complex. So when I started misusing drugs and bringing wrong friends into the complex, it was out of my mother's control when I turned 16 and the la- landlord, she told me I had to vacate the premises. Um, And from there, my mother couldn't really do anything, so I went to the streets on the age of 16. Hmm. After that, for four years, it was a rough ride. Um, The first two years of addiction, I I obviously I, I, I had to find my feet on the street. And after that, after four years on the street, my aunt, Paul Min, she came, I was standing on the robot begging for money and she came, she drove past and she was like, and my mother repeatedly tried to help me and I, I didn't want to help. I didn't want anyone's help for four years. I got multiple opportunities to get help, but I didn't grab them.
1: Well, may I ask you, then? I just come in there and say, why not? Was it? Was it? I I can't imagine that it's good to live on the street. So, what makes it um, worthwhile? But you didn't want to really accept help.
0: I do not want to leave the drugs, and I, all the people that wanted to help me—they—they they, obviously, I had to leave the drugs behind. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite hectic.
2: <laughs> mm. But ja- Jamie, what I was also wondering, you sa- you were saying that you had to find your feet on the street. What does that mean?
0: On the street, it's a very challenging place. Mm-hmm. Um, like you can't just—I'm gonna say this very droly, but you can't just go sleep anywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You need to fit in. You need to. Have your way of bringing money in,
1: wow.
3: whether
0: now it's stealing, prostitution, selling drugs, whatever. So you mm-hmm. have to you figure to, um, out
1: how does it work,
2: yeah. Yeah, how, what does yeah. it mean to live on the street, yeah. Yeah. It seems to me that's a whole community on its own. Uh, everybody that's… Yeah, they, on the street
1: yeah do you guys know each other and and do you, for example, have a place where you are that's your place to stand because you always see people standing at the street, so how does that work
0: I, I there is like there is parts that are that groups and that groups and that groups. and I think also that that is also the reason a lot of people and children they feel like they want to run away because they have no um, they want to be. Tr- I don't know the word to say.
2: Yeah, they want to belong somewhere, isn't it?
0: Or they want to be independent. Yeah, they want to. They want to. They want to know that this is mine, and mm. you can't cross this, because then there will be consequences. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like a, a territorial, I think you call it territorial. It, well, yeah. Yeah. Maybe, like
2: maybe, or just a sense of ownership. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yes. 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 Exactly.
2: Mm.
0: Now. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's also what also kept me there. I knew I, this is mine and nobody's going to take it from me because, because it was mine and I worked for it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, nobody was going to take that from me. Mm.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay, so you said then you got used to it. You were on the streets. For, for, you know, for us it's strange. We often see people on the streets and we can't even imagine. Where did you sleep?
0: I adjusted, like we built tents and so on the first first year or so, I still lived by my friends and so, but then they would like, I'm baggage and I can't stay there for free. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. So then I had to, yeah, the last two years was kind of hectic because then I was like flat on on the streets, Mm -hmm. I had to sleep outside and all that stuff, so. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
2: That, that's an enormous challenge. And, you know, this month we are talking about the challenges that women have, but God's grace and His faithfulness, faithfulness yeah. uh, to help us come out of that. So yeah. you, you, said, you were saying that um, your aunt, your aunt mm. uh, reached out to you to help you and you actually took the help. What, what motivated you this time to receive the help?
0: The, the the she fetched me last year, January now. December the twenty fifth on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a real bad beating mm. from one of the guys that I was living with. Mm. I think that was that was the trigger, shall I say? hmm Um like I was scared and the, he was my safe space and now he, he's abusing mm. me. <laughs>
3: you yeah. know. Mm.
0: So I think that's what led me to just when they, they, the original plan was they were only going to go buy me some stuff and so on. But then my aunt asked, but why don't you come home? What's keeping you here? So I said, okay, let's go fetch my stuff
1: and
0: Mm -hmm. fetch my clothes and so on. And my
1: aunt took me home. Wow. Yes. And then what caused you to stay? I think that must have been quite an adjustment for you to get out of that. And what, did your aunt just accept you back unconditionally? Could you still continue with drugs? Or did she say if you come back you're not allowed to use anymore?
0: Oh no, definitely I was not able to use anymore. Mm. <laughs> she mm. she told me that before I went to earth, mm. and I knew that and I was willing to try it.
1: Mm. And what happened? I felt
0: yeah, I, f- I felt I've
1: had four
3: years of this
0: now. Wow! I need something else. I need mm. to live a little. Yeah,
1: mm. yes. is it interesting? Hey, like in the beginning of the four years, you might have thought you wanted to live a little, and <laughs> that's that yes. was very different, right? <laughs> On your own, it is. and then yeah. after four years of living a little, you realized that wasn't real life. You couldn't live yeah. like that.
2: Yeah, you know, in our program, we talk about the reality. Uh, restoration and redemption in the face of addiction. And this is, seems to me this is exactly where, where you eventually arrived at the reality of your situation and the conditions that yeah. you're under.
1: Wow. And so it what happened in this next phase? Sorry, you say it wasn't?
0: Yeah, it wasn't something for anyone should be. Like, I, I, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy.
2: Mm, anyway. mm, mm. mm it's amazing how we allow it on ourselves isn't it um, yes, so for yes. my, for myself at the at the height of my addiction my process addiction um i made certain choices and those choices had very bad effects on me but yes. those are choices i was making and allowing them to uh, influence my mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. and i think yeah. for me it was really a, a question of coming from my toxic shame and mm. thought that I deserve a bad life um, mm. Mm. because yeah. I, I'm flawed and everybody says I'm flawed and so I'm a yeah, bad no, person. You're going to be
1: flawed. Yes,
2: mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm.
1: yeah. You know, it also reminds me of the story of the lost son and of his father because he went to his father and he said to his father, I want to have the money now, which was quite you know, quite oh, f- arrogant. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You're not dead yet, but give me the money. I need it now. And, and, he, he, and his father knew he was going to live it out and spend it on a bad life. And he, yeah. his father gave it to him. So it was interesting. It seems, it seems like something when we want to go, and that's what I think is very hard for parents that are listening right now, and their children say, but I want to go. And like you said, nothing would have stopped you. That's what you wanted to do, and that's what you did. And, and this is also just to say to parents, sometimes we need to let go mm. and wait patiently like the last son or actually the father of the last son, hey? who was waiting with his arms open every day, waiting for his child to come back and not trying to stop him or to get him back. Because you said your mom also wanted to help you. She wanted to try and get you off the streets. Of course, it must have been terrible for her to see you on the streets.
0: Um, till, till today, I feel bad for what I did to my mom those four years. Because mm. I would like to visit her like see her on her way home from work and then I would ask them, but I would cry and like mommy I want to come home and then she can't take me in mm. and then mm. she'd tell me like I lie awake at night wondering where you are mm. yeah. do you think mm. it's nice for me mm. 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 Yeah, so I've got catching up to do.
1: (laughs) Yes, but also let's continue with the faithfulness of God, the next part of the story. So we need to take a quick break, a quick break, and then we will tell more. Thank you. So back, welcome back, Jamie. Um, So you were talking, you you were telling us about um, living on the streets and then your aunt came. So let's talk about this next chapter of your life after the four years on the street what happened yes. then?
2: It seems to me that there really was an intervention um, of some sorts. Mm.
1: Is, your aunt, is your aunt a Christian? So I'm wondering why did she risk to take you in? Sorry, we're talking all over the place. You can choose where you want to go to next.
0: No <laughs> problem. Ah. So my aunt, she's a priest at a church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Methodist church in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um Now, when she took me in, I knew that I was going to give my life to Jesus and because I knew that um, I would have to fill that hole in myself with Mm -hmm. something else. Mm -hmm. That hole Mm -hmm. for the drugs, I would have to fill it with something else. Mm. So it went good for about two, three months and my aunt got me on my feet. We got me new stuff. I got my own room. I got a phone. All that types of stuff. I've I've proven myself to my own for that three months, mm-hmm. enough to be able to get those things. Mm. So after a while, we thought that I need to get myself a job now, and I was I can't remember. Yeah, I I volunteered at Hebrews.
2: Oh, just yes, tell
1: yeah. people. Just
0: tell people what
1: Hebrews is.
0: Hebrews is a Christian coffee shop also in Strand. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's quite what it is.
1: <laughs> okay, and then you, see, you volunteered as a waitress?
0: Yes. So I was volunteering for about three months.
1: Just a moment before you continue. I think it's amazing that you were volunteering. That really showed that you wanted to work because I think so many people who are not serious about work will say, oh, I can't get a job, I can't get paid. But you were serious. So you were even willing to work and to get experience. So that's great. Okay, continue from there.
0: But unfortunately, I slipped a bit. Mm -hmm. Because... The the location of Hebrews was around the people that I used to live with. Oh right,
3: yeah. Um, so your old community. It's old,
0: but I'm a bit stronger now.
3: Mm.
0: But so I sto- I felt sorry for my friends, and mm. I started reconnecting with them. I won't call them friends now, but that time. Mm. <laughs> um, and unfortunately, I relapsed, and mm. nobody knew for about a month. But my aunt was suspicious. <laughs> mm. And I started stealing at Hebrews and stealing at home, and mm. it kind of, it's, it's, it was bound to fu- come out.
1: So, because you you had to buy drugs, is that why you were stealing? Or, or
0: yes, yes, yes. Yes. You yeah. never get enough.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: There's always you just always need more. Mm. So, um, I got caught at work stealing, and. It was, it was one day that my aunt phoned me and she's like, look here, there's a lot of money missing here. And that day I was caught at work also stealing and I was lying. I was just lying to everyone. Mm. And so thank goodness I didn't go to jail. Mm. <laughs> but my aunt gave me an option. She said, um, I must either give the money back which I couldn't because there was no money to give back
3: mm.
0: or I must like go back to the streets because it was a lot of money mm. that I took and she was devastated my aunt. But luckily they, my employer at Hebrews Hester and Dave, they, when they caught me on the camera stealing, they approached me separately and they asked me like, what is the problem? They didn't quite know, like, how deep I was into it. But so I told them that I would get back what I stole from them. Mm. And they said, okay. And I had to go home for like three, four days. And after that, I came back to work and they gave me such a generous offer. So they offered to send me to rehab. Mm. (laughs) That time, yeah. That time, I've only experienced rehabs on movies. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know what a rehab was. was, And I always thought that if someone's going to send me to a rehab, they're going to leave me there and they're going to forget about me and I'm never going to see anyone again. Mm. So that was my my opinion of a rehab. That's right. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So I went there for six months. That is obviously where I reconnected with Jesus. Um, I I really, I I think if it wasn't for that rehab, I wouldn't be where I am today.
1: Um, mm. Can you tell us the name of the rehab that you've been to?
0: Yara Sending. It's in hmm. And yes.
1: so how did that help you? What program did you do there at the rehab?
0: Um... It's not a, I don't think it's a program that you get on the internet, but
1: mm.
0: we had a, it's almost like a school day, mm-hmm. but it's all, it was in the morning, it was um, Bible study. After Bible study, you would get life skills, which now shows you the tools you can use for challenges when you meet them outside of the mm-hmm. That's life skills. And then after that, it's discipleship, studying the Bible, and then we would also listen to recordings of Joyce Meyer. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And we had to stick with that program every day for six months.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So that 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 gave me a whole new routine. We did counseling as well mm-hmm. because obviously the addiction didn't come out of the air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. There's
1: some it, wounds. It, it comes it down. from wounds.
0: Yeah. Yes. Some, some yes.
2: root, root mm-hmm. issues, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. But so we worked from the bottom to the top,
2: and mm. yeah. Wow. So, so, what I hear, Jamie, is something very, very important: um, God's God's faithfulness mm. throughout is, uh, I, throughout I this time, even when you were on the streets. Um,
0: yes, uh, yes. I think my guardian angels worked overtime. <laughs>
2: And, and and what I also see, what actually started with the change, is when you were given a choice, either go back to the streets or pay the money back. And that is what we often call the gift of desperation, because you knew what it was like on, t- on the streets, but you didn't have money to pay back what you owed. So... And yes. that is often at the point where we are willing to admit our powerlessness mm, and mm. Uh, starting to admit yes, that we, we need some steps. Mm. And uh, and it often allows us to get into a step program, a step 12, 12-step 12 program. Mm, mm, mm. so Or
0: whatever programs I, you like, yes? Mm-hmm. Now that you mentioned the powerlessness I can remember. Mm. You like you 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 will never you must first accept that you never controlled the drug. Mm. It controlled you. Yes. Your powerlessness. Mm. Yes. Mm.
1: yes. Mm. Absolutely. So and you know what I see, Jamie? I see as as it's women's month, I see all the women involved in your life. Your mom that was praying for you and worried about you.
3: Yes.
1: Your aunt that that extended an invitation for mm. you. Um, the people that you're working now—it's a man, a woman, and and her husband, but it's also a woman, yes. lots of women. Hey, that were involved in
0: yes.
1: in this whole redemption. So God's
0: my grace. family is just woman.
1: <laughs> is it? Wow! Wow! Yeah. So I don't w- believe
0: we need men.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what's been <laughs> ha- what's been happening now? So, so you've been a- away from. Um, this treatment centre now for a few months. How many months?
0: Uh, I would say nine to eleven months. Okay. Oh,
1: wow. That's quite a time, yes. And, yeah. and so what's been happening?
0: Um, I've been doing good. I should, could, I, I'm should. i giving myself a lot of credit here, but I, I'm doing really good. Mm. I have a lot of support. Mm. My first, Very um, important, eh? Hey? I've also got like five accountability partners
1: very good
2: very good
0: yeah Yeah, they they all help
1: me so Mm. so what kind of help do you have if you say you have a lot of support
0: so at work I've got support obviously Mm. Um, my family is my number one support Mm. branch shall I say Mm
3: -hmm.
0: and then also I'm doing um, I don't know what to call it but it's extra classes Mm -hmm. almost like a counselor Yes, yes, mm. almost like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that they, they a lady. She saw me. She 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 met me at Hebrews, mm. and then she told me like God put me on her heart, and she wants to um, pro- provide.
1: Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like coaching. Is it like coaching? Hey.
2: mentoring, yeah, coaching or mentoring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, 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 something like that. But I see her every Wednesday, and we are developing myself. Um, Hmm. Like, almost like the counseling I had in rehab, Hmm. she's doing that with me. I I heard it's also,
1: someone also said it's emotional intelligence to help you to understand your emotions, how to process your emotions and where to go and what to do with those emotions, which is very important, hey? Because a person who actually comes off the street or comes off drugs, very, very important.
2: Mm, very, very important. But, but I think that the, the change that came in you was not only to get away from the drugs. I, I would like to know, um, how did your relationship with God, your intimacy with God, change from the time you were in the street until uh, it, it is now?
0: It's not a major change. Mm-hmm. I'm still working on my relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Okay. But mm-hmm. I do, can I say acknowledge him? I do know that things that happen in my life, it's not just coincidence. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that lady didn't offer me the classes because it's a coincidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't call me because it's a coincidence. Mm-hmm. You called me because God put me in your heart. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah. Yes, and um, we checked with several people whether it's okay to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> and they all were very happy and said they can see such a big change and they see God's work in your life. Mm. And I'm great. Yeah. It's so refreshing that you're so honest, you know. It takes time to re- to develop a strong relationship with God. It doesn't come overnight. Yeah. And when I speak, spoke to you uh, before the interview, you told me you read Bible, but you speak to God more than what you're reading Bible. So you on the road to develop your intimacy with God, which is good. And you have people around you and you are doing Bible study and there are people that are walking with you, which is crucial because we cannot do it on our own. So what do you want to say to other people that are listening today? Do you have any message that you want to share? Because we need to almost conclude the program.
0: Um, I don't know. All I can say is You must just submit. (laughs) Mm. Submit Mm. to God. Um, Without God, you can't really make it through addiction. Right,
1: Mm.
3: right. And you
0: told me you had to surrender,
1: right? It sounds like that was the key. Stop trying to figure things out
0: by yourself. Mm. Stop trying to control it myself.
2: Mm. 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 Yes. Thank you so much, Jamie, for being with us. And um, just a, a final comment from myself before we close. And that is what I can see. There is intimacy with God, not perfect, because we very seldom Mm. have perfect intimacy. Mm. But intimacy with God, uh, with other people, those closest to you, with yourself. And because you are getting to know yourself Mm. as you are going through getting emotional intelligence, So there's an intimacy that is busy building and you are in a process. So Mm. thank you so Mm. much for being with us, Jamie. And listeners, please remember that if something caught your attention about this interview, go to the podcasts at www.kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. For intimacy, for okay. intimacy, and yeah. get that post- podcast and listen to it again, and, and send, it send it to, it your to friend. a friend. Yeah, mm. that
1: may be struggling or a mom that's struggling with a child that ran away. Yes, and remember to write to us if you also know about other people that can talk to us. Um, please uh, and uh, tune in every every Tuesday evening. Till next time, God bless.
0: This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit. 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.